Hello guys and welcome to Pretentious Pundits, a podcast where we discuss all things football and pretend to know what we're talking about. I'm Sirish, I'm a Liverpool fan. Introduce yourself lads, I'm here with Hari, Yasser and Fawaz. Hi guys, I'm Hari. I'm a Liverpool fan too. Hey guys, I'm Yasser. I'm a Chelsea fan. Hey guys, I'm Fawaz and I'm a United fan. So glad to talk about football right now. Since this is our first episode, we thought why not talk about, uh, you know, clubs and the transfer window that's going on right now and uh, starting off we're going to be talking about the Premier League because uh, why not Premier League is one of the most active clubs in terms of uh, transfers and to start off with uh, we have a very particular club in mind who are probably looking to resurrect their uh, dreams of winning a Champions League uh, because for the last few seasons they have been really unsuccessful with their journey and uh, this season looks kind of positive for them we're talking about arsenal and yeah yeah disclaimer we do not mean to offend anybody these are just our opinions and if you get offended by it i'm sorry please do not get offended these are just our opinions except for you everton fans everything we say bad about you is true you suck You're the scum of the earth yeah, and you don't true. deserve to be a club. Wow, bro. No, guys. I hate I hate Everton. Anyways, uh, getting yeah, to the matter Liverpool at hand. Uh, I hope you guys have been uh, reading up on the transfer news lately because Arsenal have been involved in so many rumours. One of the major ones being uh, Thomas Partey to Arsenal for uh, a direct swap yeah. with Lacazette. And, uh, I mean, what can I say about Thomas Partey? a robust defensive midfielder who's really good at breaking up play and also creating it. So, about that, I actually read an article by Sky Sports that said that uh, this move might be possible. I mean, Arsenal have been looking into signing him for the last few windows, but have been relatively unsuccessful so far because of financial troubles. But uh, the rumours have reignited again because uh, Thomas Partey's father, Jacob, told a Ghanaian radio channel earlier this summer that he believes a move to Arsenal for uh, Partey would be good. Also that uh, there are a lot of Arsenal fans in Ghana, so the move would be received well by his people as well. So I could honestly see this move happening. No one likes Manu in Ghana. Is that a fact? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) What are you you talking about? It's okay, but it's okay. I can feel that pain. Shut up, you don't know what to talk about. You guys won after 30 years, so you chill. Anyways, you're talking about Arsenal, no? No offense, no pull Stop firing shots, please. I don't want to get caught in the crossfire. How about some uh, Champions League? Oh shit, okay, so much. Thomas Uh, Party, Thomas. I I will mute you. I will literally mute you. Okay. Anyways, coming back to Party. Uh, Thomas Partey obviously would be a great fit for Arsenal because he solves majority of their midfield problems. I mean, uh, he is already better than the likes of their main midfield choices like Torreira and Guendouzi. Torreira has been very unlucky with injuries, so I'm not really gonna blame him for that. But Guendouzi's whole attitude towards the game, I just really don't like that player. So I would yeah, really. Especially after the for Yeah. Oh, I... yeah. I swear to God, uh, wait, about that scrap, I would like to ask Yasser, what do you think about it? See, I think uh, 
I think Partey will be an incredible signing and because you see in the striker position they have Aubameyang and they have Nketiah so I think they can chop and change because they are also playing the Europa League so I think they have they can sell Lacazette and Lacazette sorry and they can they can uh, reinforce the midfield with Thomas Partey they are also linked with Hussein Awar so I think that's where their focus focus is on right now and I think it'll be brilliant for them if they get Partey Fair enough. Agreed. And also, I'm not gonna cut that Lacazette part out. Bro, come on. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm leaving. Hey, come on, man. Come I'm on. Nah, I'm leaving. Okay. okay uh, moving so on. Fawaz, Fawaz, I would really like, like to get your view. Time. Yes, yes. So, as you guys know, Diego Simeone's style of football, he's been dominating La Liga along with Barcelona and Real Madrid. I mean, his team has been dominating La Liga and. I could say that Thomas Partey's presence means everything. He's one of the most underrated midfielders in the world and I think signing Thomas Partey would be the biggest biggest transfer for Arsenal and it would make such a huge difference. What do you guys think? I honestly agree with yeah, you. Also coming back to the part where uh, you know Gwendozi's attitude. I know that Fawaz you really like Neil Mopé and uh, <laughs> I would actually like to ask your views on that scrap that Gwendozi had with Neil Mope. What is it that he yeah. said? I think he said I earn more than you or something like that, right? Which he did. I mean, I which he does. Something right? in those lines, yeah. Yeah, which he does. Which he does. Yeah, obviously. I think a few weeks later, this is like memeing yourself. A few days later, after that uh, comment was made, uh, there were so many memes on the internet saying, you know, here's the we, way Neil Mope we, earns and here's how much Gwendozi earns. So, yeah, uh, when he made the comments uh, that time, uh, right after that, Mopé scored a late winner, right? So he got it. Fair enough. Yeah. Also, Hari, it's rumored that mm-hmm. uh, Gwendozi might leave Arsenal. Do you actually think uh, Arsenal has a use for? I mean, no doubt, Gwendozi is talented. No doubt, he's really young right now. But do you think his attitude so far has been justified? Uh, no. To be honest, no. And what I feel is like, no, I actually don't think so. He's acting very professional. And instead of you know, I also feel like since they have this Real Madrid midfielder, Danny Ceballos, instead of re-signing him for a season-long loan, I think they should buy him, like keep him personally in Arsenal for permanently, my bad. Because they have it, like that player has you know significantly increased the midfield option. They have been, he has increased the yeah, I, I agree with Hari because after losing Santi Cazorla, I don't think Arsenal have had a player who holds the ball pretty well. You're, and you're, I see that. Bro, you're comparing Genduzi with Santi. No, 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 no. I'm not comparing Genduzi. I'm <laughs> comparing Ceballos. I'm talking about Ceballos. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah, take the so, name. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I was actually watching a few videos of Ceballos right before we started this podcast. and. I've got to say, I loved what I saw. Like, I swear to God, he's so good at holding up the ball and not just against small teams like Brighton. I've seen him do it against teams like Manchester City and, you and know, all the big teams. They haven't been able to replace in my, in my opinion, Genduzi's, you know, professionalism is falling out like his curly hair. Cannot manage it. That's all. <laughs> I'm and actually going to cut that joke out. <laughs> Very bad one, I know. Fair I just hope Genduzi doesn't turn out like Fellaini. 
Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah he yeah. we can't forget that he he held mopey's neck and right. he tried to push him so and that was not a look, good look for the club yasser i agree with yasser what he did was really really wrong but uh, i think uh, gendozi should be getting another chance uh, to prove himself and uh, yeah. speaking of young and the addressing another elephant in the room mikel arteta guys any thoughts on how he's done so far because personally He's a really young manager. Uh, he's, he's a beautiful manager. To... Shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just adding. Oh, I can't I'm get just adding. Co- I'm just. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, not but... <laughs> Are you serious? That's so bad, man. You're targeting me in every way. No, Hari, you deserve it. No, no, guys, guys, we do not bully our friends. I'm sorry, Hari. Please speak. Okay. It's a wrong thing. Yeah. Okay. please speak see now yeah, when you so, speak hey yeah. hari now you know what speaking yeah so arteta i feel bro he has done nice you know he's actually good manager he has done pretty decent job in arsenal like like taking it from like mid season he has managed arsenal pretty well i feel like in my opinion. and like fair enough and many managers cannot do this thing like managing a big club like arsenal I think so it's a big, big club. So yeah, I think I feel he has done a pretty excellent job there. If they give him one more season, he can do magic over there. I feel like that. Okay, fair enough. And speaking of which, he's already worked under the likes of Pep Guardiola, one of the believed to be one of the best coaches on the planet right now. I would honestly like to ask yeah. Fawaz's opinion on that. Like what do you think how has working under Guardiola shaped Arteta as a manager you all know how how amazing Pep's football is like even though we hate Manchester City I hate Manchester City I hate not... everyone does I hate them behind you yeah everyone does you know what but you know what this calls for a special occasion on the count of 3 let's all of us shout you city okay i'm going to okay. bleep it out so don't worry about that 3 Two, yeah okay one f- city uh, city city exactly that's what i'm talking about okay Thanks. so anyways uh, let me get back to this coming back to the point i think uh, being under guardiola arteta has arteta has influenced arsenal's uh, style of football and uh, he's bought in that fast pace attacking football and it has benefited the players like uh, players like obameyang bukayo saka and uh, i think even bellerin has played really well i mean the way they played in the second half of the season since january since arteta was appointed i know they lost a few matches against uh, smaller clubs like brighton and all i mean no offense but still you know for the likes of arsenal who are considered as the big six of england losing mm-hmm. against brighton and stuff it's it's bad but then he he showed it against man u he showed it against man city he showed it against liverpool that what he can do with his football what his players can do so i think 
this is this is really good like learning from guardiola considered as one of the best football managers in the world it's it's a big plus point all right uh, coming back to that uh, speaking of guardiola's influence or pep's uh, you know yeah pep's influence on uh, arteta yasid do you have anything that you would like to add like how do you think guardiola has influenced arteta which in turn has influenced arsenal's style of play yeah i think it's it's uh, influenced them massively because guardiola is all about finding spaces in between in between the lines so i think that that he's uh, inculcated into his football uh, really well but the main thing i see guardiola i mean arteta taking from guardiola is the winning mentality that he created at the club it was they have so successful domestically and they did so well so i think that is the main thing that he needs to take from guardiola to arsenal and then the change in culture can do bits for a huge football club like arsenal i agree with you sir i would just like to come back to the point where fawaz said you know arsenal are considered big six so in your opinion and this is open to all three of you do you consider uh, arsenal part of the big six part of the traditional big six and uh, i w- i'm speaking in terms of you know if they are considered a part of the top six why is it that they have failed to qualify for the champions league and uh, have majorly remained stranded to the you know europa league okay i would like to go first if you guys don't mind go ahead yeah yeah so i think the loss of arsen wenger has affected them and it's because of that that reason they are stuck like this and they are in a transition period just like how manchester united was they've had to find two to three managers Arsenal found two managers, right? They got Unai Emery, just and just they got Emery. Yeah, they just got Emery, and now they got Arteta. Yeah. So I think the loss of Arsene Wenger is the reason that they are stranded in, uh, like they are below the top six position, and uh, they haven't been consistent. The signings have been questionable, and uh, I don't think they have signed like just just last cash, and I don't know what they are doing. they didn't manage their transfers pretty well and i think because of their management you know how a big manager a manager who served you for more than 20 years leaves the club you know how it's going to affect the players many players weren't able to show their best like mesut ozil who was one of the best players under uh, arsen wenger i don't think so he he never re- replicated that form again for arsenal and that has been like the biggest loss for them one of the biggest loss the creativity was all gone yeah just like how which, yeah. speaking of which uh, yasir uh, in your opinion how do you think the loss of arsen wenger affected arsenal i mean in my personal opinion uh, arsenal are not given enough credit you know through the transition period because one of the major things that uh, you know came up in between was the fact that Arsene Wenger has served them for about 20 years and once a manager 22 years yeah 22 years my bad once a manager leaves a club after work serving you for that long the club kind of ins- gets institutionalized to his brand of football and obviously no matter how far worse the relationships had deteriorated between Arsenal and uh, Wenger at a certain point Arsenal needed that time to you know deal with the transition period of Arsene Wenger leaving which you know was particularly hard on Unai Emery because it put such a uh, huge responsibilities on his shoulders to bring Arsenal back, back to the glory days so uh, what in your opinion could have been done better during that time 
Yeah, I think uh, Unai Emery. I think his way of handling things wasn't that great. I think the Europa League final was the nail in the coffin for him because a huge Euro- European final which they have been lacking in recent years. They had to win that final, but then Chelsea had other plans. So I think that was one of the main main things why Unai got sacked. And the other thing, it's it's not easy after a manager. So, like, leaves the club after 20 years. We saw that the same thing with Sir Alex. Like, he was 26 years. He was in charge of the club, and then after that, that <laughs> no. But this is I'm coming to the point. So. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. Yeah. So it's 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 huge, and it's it's a very difficult period for Arsenal. But they have they have come into their own with our, our Arteta coming inside. Speaking of which, uh, another point comes to mind. Hari, I mean. Arsenal, yeah. based just based on their Premier League performance this season, have been really poor. I mean, their performance last season saw them get like 14 wins and uh, you know 14 draws and 10 losses in the entire season, finishing eighth mm-hmm. in the Premier League. Yes, yeah. Now, mm. the only reason they're going to be competing in European football is because they won the FA Cup. How in your do you consider the Arsenal to be? Yeah, do you consider Arsenal to be lucky in that? aspect like you know the fact that they reached the finals and won it is the only reason they are where they are because their league performance has been relatively poor you know i feel it's a kind of lucky and kind of hard work you know they have done both the stuff that's the only reason they have won the fa cup although it's the emirates cup that's what the people say yeah so i feel yeah you know i think it's a mix of hard work and both luck also just luck won't work in football, I feel. But, uh, you know, this season they should focus on winning the Europa League. It will just kind of, you know, increase their confidence. So, like, they will obviously play, play against some good clubs in Europa League. And if they manage yeah. to win it, it will kind of increase their confidence a little bit. They can, you know, continue that confidence just to win the, try winning the Champions which they unfortunately have not yet won. So, I feel like that they should focus on Europe for this. Yeah, I would like to add to Hari's point. Uh, I think, yeah, what Hari said was right. They should try to, they should try to focus on, on winning the Europa League now. And they should uh, try to finish in the top four. Because Arteta is a really promising manager and they yes. are going to be responsible this season. Yeah, exactly. Uh, coming back to transfer talks, uh, apparently, uh, the 45 million release clause they are going to have to pay for Thomas Partey will see Alexander Lacazette going the other way. Any opinions on how it will affect their attacking choices? Bro, I feel it's it's not going to affect them that much because Aubameyang, he was originally playing as a left-winger under under Arteta, but then he can play through the centre now and be more impactful in the centre. And Willian can play on the left and Pepe can play on the right. So, I feel like they're sort in that position so that they can they can let go of Lacazette. Lacazette, Lacazette. I'm leaving that in. And, uh, <laughs> and get in party. Fair enough. Uh, Hari, what are your opinions on, you know, Arsenal's recent uh, links to Thomas Partey? And Lacazette going to Thomas Partey would be good. Thomas Partey would be yeah. So I feel like okay, th- signing Thomas Partey is a good thing. I think it will increase the fan base. And uh, in my opinion, Lacazette leaving Arsenal 
it's okay but uh, you know they will definitely miss, miss the bromance between abameng and lakazik i feel it will kind of affect them just a little bit i mean not that much but i feel the bromance between uh, alexander lakazik and uh, you know abameng it it never really clicked between those two the main reason abameng was brought in and people saw the link between abameng and lakazik working together and they thought you know we might have the next deadliest uh, you know a striker pairing in europe but funny that hasn't worked out that way and it's gone quite the opposite seeing obameyang rise to charge but lacazette fall down the pecking order at the same time fawaz what are your opinions on you know the uh, bromance between those two not working out see what i think is uh, the style of play and the formation or arsenal opt to choose it doesn't work out with if these both are going to play together they either have to cut out a send an attacking midfielder and they have to go for 442 or they have to add a add an attacking midfielder and uh, they have to like you know play uh, 3412 so their wings will either get affected or their creativity will either get affected and the thing is uh, like speaking of romance hari you know even paul pogba and jesse lingard's romance yeah, which has never really clicked so that's only for the social media but i don't think so lakas had really fit into the arsenal system and he's been struggling since the day he has arrived he hasn't been consistent and the rise of eddie enketia especially after returning from his loan spell from leeds united where he didn't get to play much he has really uh, been impactful and uh, he's a good backup option So next season, if Bukayo Saka is promoted to the left wing, uh, Aubameyang can play in his central forward position, and he can get in more goals, 20-25 goals easily. He can get, and Eddie Nketiah can come as a backup because anyways now, Arteta is opting for Nketiah, and Lacazette has gone down the pecking order. And for Lacazette, I think moving to Atletico would be much better, and it would benefit him as well. because their style of play they usually opt for 442 they play with two strikers or they play with one supporting striker and they play with a center forward so lacazette will be a good signing for atletico as well so i think it's a fair deal thomas party and alexander lacazette swap is a fair deal and i would go for it i completely agree like i like lacazette to atletico would be a good move in terms of adding a quality player as well as good depth to their striking options which is already immense while also giving opportunities to youngsters like Eddie Nketiah and Bukayo Saka who have been really really promising speaking of signings there have there has been a trio of signings that have we haven't talked about yet and i think it's high time we address it william saliba coming back to arsenal from his you know season long loan at uh, st etienne and uh, also signing of gabriel from losc uh, i would honestly like to your yasser's opinion on this because both of them are defensive you know options and defense is what arsenal need to strengthen right now so how do you think this will impact arsenal's defensive choices yes yeah, so i think arsenal have identified that they were not very strong in the defensive area so they have reinforced uh, their defensive this thing with with gabriel and saliba so saliba was originally he joined last season but then he went out on loan to the same club to his parent club and then he he did relatively well and he is going to i think he's going to start under arteta because i think he sees him 
uh, in his plans, obviously. And Gabriel also, they have signed him for twenty-three million. He's he's twenty-two years old. He's he's really young. So I think they have made uh, really good investments in the defensive area. Yeah, I completely agree with you, sir. And speaking of defense, one of the biggest questions that comes to your mind right now is also including rumors of Hector Bellerin leaving. and this could be happening right as we're making this podcast but as of now there's no official word on this it's all just speculation that hector bellerin could be leaving and seeing that you know hector bellerin is going to leave and lichtsteiner already left last season their right back options are pretty much limited right now and uh, the only realistic option they see as of now is cedric soares whom they signed from southampton how do you think fawaz uh you know with such limited options at uh, right back will they be able to deal with their defensive issues so talking about the right back issues sirish i slightly disagree with you because i know uh, you're talking about cedric soares but he has been a backup but i think see first of all if uh, bellerin leaves arsenal it will be a big disadvantage i know that but uh, i think even maitland niles can play as a right back which he's been doing for Arsenal what do you think yeah he has i mean uh, honestly agreed maitland niles looks yes. solid for arsenal okay uh, that start he made against liverpool scoring a goal yes. already pretty yes. much guaranteed the problem being when you come back to uh, defensive issues maitland niles is really good playing as a right wing back but yes. given their partnership like you know with uh, say david luiz i mean don't even get me started on that man Oh. He was brought into the Arsenal side to add much needed experience to their side. He this I mean he's the most frustrating defender you can ever watch. He's worse than I, I, so many conflicts. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's yeah. how bad Arsenal's defense becomes when you play uh, David Luiz. I mean at times he's looked so horrendous. What was that game against City in the Premier League? Like it's that's should be his, you know. that should be his career defining moment i mean he should look back on that game and regret his entire life because <laughs> i, I honestly agree. have never seen one player put his club in so much trouble after being subbed on <laughs> like, yeah i shit you not and you know honestly my club is home to one of the most frustrating players on this planet mo salah but i'm pretty sure <laughs> if Man, yes. that's not nice. Shut up, you know, you know He's how frustrating player. that man is. You know how frustrating he can be frustrating. Yeah. So speaking of Darwin, I don't feel like that. I mean, he has not solved the purpose for which he was signed. He's looked so shaky, and the fact that you know Saliba is coming back, and the fact that they've signed Gabriel, is just you know strengthen their defense in the central areas. But you know. Gabriel hasn't been tested in Premier League. Saliba, he's young, so we still don't know how he'll, you know, do fair against fast-paced attacks of Manchester City, Liverpool, yeah, and so Manchester United. I would, add, I would like to add a few points. I think uh, Arteta is like, you know, thinking about the future because signing players, signing big players is like, you know, the transfer market right now, which is like booming. True, true. And uh, you know, just for getting a defender, you have to play. You have to pay fifty, sixty, eighty million for a fridge. 
you guys know it pretty well so yeah. i think uh, i mean we didn't get a fridge for 80 million uh, all i'm saying yeah. is we didn't get a fridge we got a god for 75 yeah. we got a god that's for 75 right. that's, right. that's right anyways i i would like to get back to this so william saliba has been a really great player i think uh, he's matured and he's matured uh, enough now and uh, you sh- you should have seen him in the preseason games he's fast he has the potential to you know dominate the defense in the uh, to start to start in the future and gabriel also he's he's coming out of a strong season for the lost lane and uh, i think it's a good signing but you never know it's the premier league many players sign and then sometimes they click sometimes they don't click like mateo gendozi really again coming back from there he came from league 2 and he just clicked right off right after signing for arsenal but mm. then there are other big big name players like one quadrado quadrado sorry who had signed for chelsea in 14 15 and he flopped so badly mm. i i can't stop giving examples but you never know this is the premier league anyways mm. that's how i feel about arsenal's defense i think david luiz was bought in just for this transition period and even pablo mari is there there's rob holding there are there are a few promising defenders in arsenal's so this thing i think socrates is leaving he's going to napoli i heard the rumors but then i i see that this this defense can be decent enough yes. i i I, i can trust them fair enough yeah. and also speaking of which now that rob holding is back and they have pablo mari and now that they have saliba and uh, gabriel it's honestly looking so much better in the center defense for uh, arsenal than it did a couple of seasons back i mean they have I, a partnership of shobdran mustafi and david luiz i would cry myself to sleep every night if i had to see that partnership play that man starts are better than van dyke but that's why i tell you never believe starts i'm pretty sure don't, arsenal fans would rather shoot themselves than the foot <laughs> yeah don't compare him with the god he's just one word one world cup that's it that's what he has that's it Nothing yeah else. away from van dyke away from robertson should i go there now stop it anyways anyways we are, we are talking anyways, about arsenal yeah coming back to transfers we've talked so much about defensive woes but it looks to be improving we've not talked about one particular signing willian and i feel like yasid this is your forte because he's been a player for chelsea for so long how do you think this is going to board for arsenal yeah i feel willian he's he's a premier league proven he's done really well in the premier league but his stats say otherwise but he's you you can see wh- what you're getting from willian i think he's he's really good attackingly he'll give it all he'll press he'll work hard but then there's always that thing with willian he's always going to disappoint on the final ball not most not most of the time but majority of the times he's going to disappoint you because i have watched willian for almost 7 years and there's just something about him that he doesn't give in the final third but other than that he's a brilliant player i think he'll be a good player for arsenal for the next coming to yours at least fair enough and uh, that's pretty much that transfer the transfer window has been promising so far to be very honest we are living in a time where you know inflation is one of the major problems in the transfer market and arsenal do not have the financial resources they're struggling financially as well so pretty much these signings that they've done so far is very promising for the club and arteta looks to be reviving the club speaking of which he'd been given half the season last time around and uh, their performance last season in the premier league alone was pretty disappointing if i'm going to be honest 
I mean, you can see that they finished eighth in the Premier League, and that's not good for a traditional top six side. Where do you think it all went wrong? I would like to honestly get your opinion, Yasser. Where do you think it all went wrong? Oh, uh, I think it was with Emery. He wasn't getting results, and then they were in a downward spiral. And then Arteta to come in and chop and change and make a lot of changes in the way they played and in the way they set up. So he saw that defense defense was not very strong and not very solid. So they had to change to a back three and a back five, and they had to do a lot of changes in that area. So I think to get a FA Cup at the end and qualify for Europe, I think he's done a brilliant job in that way. And it's it's a stepping stone and it's it's a foundation for what he's going to build in the future. That's great. And speaking of future, how do you think Fawaz Arsenal could potentially line up for the next season? In your opinion, where do you see them finishing next season? And also, how do you think they could tweak their formations to incorporate these new signings? See, I see them as a really promising team, and I can tell you, Arsenal have a good chance to finish in the top six if they start off really well. And uh, coming to formations. Arteta has opted for two formations, mostly uh, majority in the season. One was the pre-lockdown. Pre-lockdown, he played with four-two-three-one, four defenders, two central midfielders, two wingers, one attacking midfielder, and a centre forward. Where Aubameyang was made to play in the left wing, and Bukayo Saka was playing as a left back, and either Lacazette or Enketia was playing. Or sometimes Aubameyang started, and uh, as an attacking midfielder, I th- he gave a lot of game time to Mesut Ozil, who was who was uh, one of the most important players for Arteta since he returned. But then after the lockdown period, Arsenal have gone with a three-four-three. So Ozil's game time has been limited. He hasn't played. He has played very rarely for Arsenal, and. Uh, So I don't think so. He'll fit in the three-four-three system because there are players like Dani Sabayos who's coming. There's Granit Xhaka. You can consider Thomas Partey who's going to be who's mostly going to be joining Arsenal. It's high time now. And uh, even if Matteo Guendouzi stays, he's going to be there. Then there's Lucas Torreira. There are the midfield is so stacked. The defense is stacked, and they have good options in the front. So in the end of the day, I feel Arsenal is a really promising team. They have a good chance to finish in the top four or top six max. Uh, speaking of which, one of the major talk of the towns right now is uh, you know Aubameyang's contract negotiations with Arsenal. Uh, Yasser, like, can you uh, do you? How do you see this working out? Like, in whose favor do you see this working out? Because as of now, Arteta has basically singled out Aubameyang as you know his uh, attacking talisman. Aubameyang is practically the answer to Arsenal's forward issues. uh if you lose him you're practically losing a 20 plus goals per season striker which is a huge blow so how do you think yeah. contract negotiations are going to be you know uh, affecting the club i think obamian he has to stay at the club for arsenal to progress as a club as a whole as an attacking force i think he has to Arteta is going to do everything to get uh, Aubameyang to sign because we saw in the huge games and the big games, Aubameyang was the one who always made a difference against Chelsea. You saw him; he scored that second goal where he beat Zuma and he just chipped it over Kabayero. 
See yeah. that kind of that kind of big game players you don't find anywhere right now in this market and if you go out in the market market it's very hard to find such players. So I think it's crucial for Arsenal to keep Aubameyang at the club. I I completely agree with you sir. And speaking like I said before players, yeah speaking of big players one of the biggest players that comes to mind right now is Mesut Ozil. He is not fit well in Wenger's system so far. He did not fit well in Emery's system. and now that arteta is back and that ozil is starting to see some regular game time and i know for a fact that fawaz you look up to ozil a lot so what do you think his role is going to be in arsenal's transformation under arteta to be honest to be very honest i think ozil should sit down and have final talk i have a final word with arteta because he had played like almost every game under him before lockdown like i said before uh and after the lockdown he hasn't featured at all like arteta's game style has completely changed there are more young players bought in it would be according to me as an ozil fan and uh, for the benefit of arsenal as well i think ozil should be leaving the club where uh, he can get more game time and arsenal who are in a transition period i don't think they need ozil right now i know it's really hard to say this they'll be missing the creativity up front but then arsenal's midfield is pretty stacked up and uh, they have players on the wings like uh, william nicholas pepe they have bukayo saka they have goal scorers like obameyang they have midfielders like dani sabayos and uh, jose moar who is rumored to join now so i think uh, ozil parting ways with arsenal would be the best for both the parties yeah i agree because yeah. ozil is on a huge wage bill he's on a four, he's he's on 400k a week so I think either he you make you make the most of it make him play as much as possible regular game time otherwise you just get him off because it's a huge burden of the club's finances I think uh Partey Saga would play a major role in Arsenal uh, you know Arsenal I think, yeah know, I agree with you Partey's deal Partey's deal will, will be like I have I am very positive about this because his presence in the midfield is going to change a lot because he's he's good defensively and he can start the plays and they don't have to worry the forward players don't have to worry about the defense they don't have to worry about dropping back a lot players like obamayan can stay always up front then creative players can also like stay up front and they can depend on uh, thomas partey for everything so getting partey would be like the biggest the biggest deal for arsenal and i think it would help arteta a lot yeah and i think on that note we can uh, conclude this podcast and i think it will be fair to say that arsenal are going to be one of the teams to watch not only in europe but also in premier league i am interested to see if they are going to be finishing in the top 4 again next season or not um, as a manu fan i wouldn't want them to even reach near the top 10 but as a football fan i think it's time for arsenal to come back on top again I personally don't consider them a threat so I don't care where they finish honestly and yeah, as a football fan I wish them the best of luck and any Arsenal fan watching this please don't get offended these are just our views and most of what please we put your comments about you is jokes or opinions in the comment section you know why I haven't commented anything about this because my brother's an Arsenal fan I don't want him to kick me out of the house don't want to be homeless during covid <laughs> yeah. So anyways guys, uh unfortunately Hari couldn't join us for the 
you know uh, latter segment of the podcast because he's facing some internet issues but nonetheless um, thanks a lot for watching guys i hope you like the podcast if you did please make sure to drop a like also subscribe to our channel and we're going to be posting these on a lot more uh, platforms in the coming days and also stay tuned we have a lot more content planned and hopefully we're going to be putting out a lot more podcasts so stay tuned drop a like follow us and our socials are going to be down in the description so make sure you do follow that as well ciao ciao cool <laughs> also guys please make sure you share this podcast with all your friends uh, god knows we could use your help right now hi has kids to feed so please please think of that while you click off this video share it with your friends drop a like follow us stay tuned for more thanks a lot for watching guys see you in the next one